What's up, everybody? It's John Morgan. Listen, I want to come to y'all and tell y'all right now where you can go and get your LYP merch, www.lypp.org. That's where you can get all the fly crew necks like the one I got on right now. You're going to get your hoodies, your hats, any type of product that we're selling at LYP, you have to go to the website to get it. You can't go to Amazon or no, no third-party company to get our products. You got to go to www.lypp.org. Right now, to get all of this latest stuff, LYP, you can also get information on the pod, new information on the episodes that we got dropping, anything LYP related, go to that website right now, lypp.org. Peace. Another episode of For the Lovers. New scissor right here. If you ain't heard this yet, I'm judging your musical taste. Dr. T coming up soon. Just vibe with us for a minute. This record is called Snooze from Scissors, the new album SOS.
more scissor for y'all. This record is called Love Language. A lot of what we talk about right here is in, in relationships. Love languages go hand to hand with that. Scissor went crazy on this. <laughs> Time basing around, hate this cool. You with bitches on the side and let my mind wander too. You relentless, nigga. I don't need brain, nigga. Text me like I'm waiting for you to come lie to me. Oh, my days ain't just hurt me. I can't compete. Still on the way, I lay away, give you not around me. I'm so on you, still gone for you. Needing you to talk to me in your love language. Show me, yeah, how to connect to you Help me understand how you speak your love language Bad as I wanna be yours, I can get with your program Section like a slow jam, stick around cause I want to Bad as I wanna keep focused You remind me I'm imperfect and it sucks to admit Nobody put that purpose in me like you do Still, nobody get that work up on me like you do Nobody get the truth about me quite like you Nobody put that purpose in me like you do I've been telling Sierra that all weekend, you hear me? That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Round of applause. Round of applause for the great scissor. Another round of applause. That record again was called Love Language off the new album SOS. I am your host, John Morgan Jr. Um, I'm sitting here with the wonderful Dr. T, man. You know, welcome to another episode of um, For the Lovers, you know, segment where we sit here and we 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 give y'all advice on relationships. <laughs> <laughs> we um we you know we pose questions from the audience and we you know we you know kind of do a deep dive and a, and a breakdown on on ways um and things that we can do to really enhance our relationships or you know en enhance our value system which ultimately is relationships you know the um I like to say you know one of the purest forms of currency is having a healthy relationship you know what I'm saying so um that's what we that's what we talking about here so um first and foremost Dr T how are you how's your spirit how's your energy very good. Good. Positive, uplifting. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, good. It's so it's so good to have you. Um, how has this how has this experience been? Just like <laughs> I know you speak all the time and you do engagements and stuff all the time, but like 
being in front of the camera, you know, getting internet responses and like, you know, getting responses from people, other people, you know, outside of the internet, people that you really haven't seen or, you know, interacted with. How has that experience been for you so far? Yes, it's great. It's empowering. Mm. Um, and I, I appreciate it because I get to reach people mm-hmm. outside of who I work with on a regular basis. Mm. So being able to give some information, helpfully help people increase their awareness and insight, like all of that is, is rewarding. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much for no having problem. me and no doing problem. this segment. No problem. No yes. problem. This is this is wonderful. I I enjoyed it. Just as much as I look forward to um hearing this stuff from the from the audience, I enjoy uh, taking this information and applying it myself as well, you know what I'm saying. So it's very, it's educational for me as well, just as much <laughs> as it's, you know, it's a it's a little little level of entertainment. Um, so listen, we was talking a little bit about this off mic, you know. Um, there's been a, a um somewhat of a of a of a uproar, you know what I'm saying, okay. of uh, some of the some of the clips that we've dropped. Um, specifically the one about um dating after after a, a breakup, you know. Um, some people understood it, mm-hmm. but a lot of people was against it. You know, they was they was anti it, and a lot of the a lot of the responses I got, you know, some of the ones I read you, and some of the ones people just hit me on the side with was like the consensus that I got from it was that people's concern was they felt like if you could jump to another relationship after ending one, mm-hmm. then were you really emotionally available and all there in the previous relationship? Right. And I thought that that's a that's a valid question. Absolutely. Right. You know what I'm saying. Um. And then the next the next the next question, um, the the issue that people really pose is that like, yeah, but is jumping into another relationship really what you need? You know what I'm saying? Am I really doing that? To, to really better my situation or am I doing to kind of like mask some stuff? Like, you know, am I, am I really, you know, taking a healthy, healthy stance or am I just trying to like catch a rebound? Cause I don't want to sit with my feelings and really deal with myself, you know, which again, I felt was a fair, a fair question. Yes. So to those things, you say what, Dr. Yeah. C? What do you say to those things? First, let me say those are very good, important questions. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the thing that I want people to understand is there is no right or wrong way. And one of the things I want to debunk is when we put a time frame or say there must be a time frame. Right. Because that is not always the case. Right. So first let me say that. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I think is important um, to raise is people know, you know where they are. So if you know that you're jumping into another relationship for the wrong reasons, then yes, I'm going to tell you to fall back. Yeah. But if you're following, and this is the thing that I think is important that sometimes people get it or they don't, but I want us to just consider this and really think deeply about it. The point at which we engage in relationships is all about following spirit and energy. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes it shows up when you don't think you're ready because right. of a bad relationship. Right. Right. And if you hold to that, then guess what? You miss out on a great opportunity. A great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very important for us to just really be able to tap into like our spirit and energy. And when we feel that from somebody, mm-hmm. when you feel that from somebody, it's important to 
engage it. I'm not saying dive into it and commit yourself, but you explore that opportunity. Yo, that's such a that's such a great point. And I think that the biggest point of it all is that like, yes, people know where they are. That's right. And in in how they're moving, in their relationships, where they are in their spirit, where they are in their heart, where they are in their mental. Now, are you telling yourself the truth in that is another question. Exactly. Are you holding yourself accountable for where you are is another question. Exactly. Right? Like, if you know that you are rebounding out of a place of, like, you know what, I don't even want to deal with them emotions. I'm going to just go have fun and just, you know, deal with this person to, like, because I don't want to deal with it. That's something different. That's right. You know, and I think that's the part that people are responding to, you know what I'm saying, which is, that's a different question. That's, that's a, different, a different question. That's a completely different scenario. And a different conversation. The other thing that I want to say is what people don't pay attention to or really understand or grasp is breakups happen the last year of a relationship. Right. And sometimes formally. more. Formally. Right. So it's not, I'm in a relationship today and tomorrow my relationship is over. No, the process of that has been happening. Great point. Yes. And so understanding that mm -hmm. and, again, remaining open about what did we learn from this? What are we able to take from this experience? Right. Not just we carry the baggage from it, but what did we learn about ourselves? And what did we learn about what we want in our next relationship, what we're willing to tolerate or not tolerate? That's the level of awareness and insight and openness that I'm referring to. That's another great point, too, right? Like, we automatically just look at the result a lot of times and yes. just completely disregard the process. Exactly. And along the time in the process... People have already stepped out. You know what I'm saying? People have already like released themselves from being in a relationship. You're not open. You're not communicating. Y'all might not exactly. be having sex. That's right. You know, y'all not seeing each other. That's you know, y'all right. y'all beefing. It's just, it's already a wrap anyway it's before, a wrap. before it even right. gets to the end result. That's right. That's a very good point. And do so, you account for that time. Right, right. <laughs> right. Because like you said, that 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 can be a long time. Some people Absolutely. Be, some people be in relationships for years. That's right. But they've been kind of like disconnected. That's right. For a couple of years in that process too, they just in it. They just going through the motions. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So what about what about situations where like, yeah, you you are disconnected, you know, emotionally, you know, physically. You're not having sex. You're not talking. You don't want to communicate. And then you still in the relationship, and then that opportunity comes in on the side, but mm -hmm. you still dealing with that. What what do you do in situations like that? Like you still entertain this other person, but you still in a committed, committed relationship? So I think, again, openness about where you are and being honest with yourself and honest with the other person, mm -hmm. um, if that's something that you decide to do. But the reason that that's interesting, John, is because more times than not, and I know this is frowned upon, but I just want to challenge people to just criti critically think about it. Sometimes it takes that healthy distraction to allow somebody to close a door that should have been closed. Oh, they about to get you to It happens. You're right. Most You're right. people, because we don't feel comfortable being alone. Mm. And so we hold on to relationships that are not healthy or that are not working. But then when we bump into something that, you know, is passionate, we're excited about it. We, we're it's speaking to our spirit and energy. So we want to respond to that. When you do that, again, you got to be open and honest with yourself and the other person and the other person, but it does allow people to close that door 
and then consider what's happening in this other door. But isn't it a good, isn't it a, a very good possibility that if you are being honest with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you do come up on that healthy distraction, isn't it a great possibility that if you assess that healthy distraction, you like, you know what, I'm really just kind of like entertaining this person because I'm hurt, I'm vulnerable, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm in a space of where like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get away from what I was, but mm-hmm. I really ain't trying to give over there too. Isn't that a great possibility that that's probably going to be your, you know what I'm saying, your in, in, in result, how you thinking? Yeah, and, and what I would say to that, John, is what's wrong with that? <laughs> that is normal. But I'm saying those. Okay, all right, hold on. So if I would say what's wrong with that, it would be you you entertaining it only from a place of like, you entertaining it only from a place of it feels good for the moment. You know what I'm saying? There's, is there a lot of depth there? I guess is what I would be questioning. You know, is it is it surface? Is it just like is it just the is it just the glitter? Is it just the sugar on top? You know what I'm saying? That's what I would you know what I'm saying question to see if there was anything wrong with it because a lot of times that's what it could be. It could just feel mm-hmm. good for the moment. It could just be pleasurable. It's just hitting the dopamine for a second. <laughs> that's right. And the reason that that is great, John, is because you're asking yourself the questions. True. It's when you're not considering, wait, is this, what am I doing? Like, that's when it's a problem. But if you can ask yourself those questions and dig deep and be honest with yourself, any other person, again, what is wrong with that? Okay, so you're saying there's nothing wrong with asking yourself the question. Yeah, or having those kinds of thoughts. Like, that's normal. You should be doing that. Right. And then the more open and honest you are with those kinds of thoughts and just kind of reflecting and thinking through it, your spirit will lead you to what you're (laughs) supposed to do. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's that process right there that's super important. And when you think about it, when we go into relationships initially, those are our questions anyway, whether we came from a bad breakup or not. Yeah. You know, you know why you know why I really do like this type of um thinking and this type of dialogue is because it's like it's going back to what we've been saying, which is like it it breaks myths. Like it, it breaks right. it it breaks this idea of like you feeling like you gotta do some shit just because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Or you doing something that, you know, your people told you that you should do, exactly. or you you're, you're not doing something because you're afraid of how it's gonna look. That's right. Like, man, I don't want to go mess with this other person or get this other right. person no time because you know my friends gonna judge me over here, or whatever. Like you know what they gonna say about me and this and this and that. That's right. And what you essentially saying is that like that's not really worth your peace of mind and your you know your 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 state of being and your 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 health. You know right. you know what I'm saying? If it if it feels right, you've assessed it, you've asked yourself the questions. Then <laughs> fuck the rest of it. You, you go just, with yeah, you it. Go Other with than that, it. you're being rigid. Yes. And you're limiting your own opportunities and experiences. So then we sit out and we don't have any opportunities. My question for couples or individuals always, well, what opportunities are you creating? And if you're shutting down these opportunities because of these myths right. or these you know, ideas that we've been socialized to believe about how we should or shouldn't engage in relationships... Then we become stuck. Yes. Yeah. But that's... it's all about allowing yourself to ask yourself those questions, reflect, think through it, and allow your spirit to guide you on what you're supposed to do. 
that's what we supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a fact. I, I'm I'm 100 in agree in agreement with you there. I guess the the biggest thing is that like yeah, people, man, a lot of us are struggling, right? You know what I'm saying? So we not even in the space to be able to ask ourselves the questions or like you know we don't really want to we don't really want to look ourselves in the mirror and have that type of question because what it what it typically does what what self reflection and what accountability does is it like holds your decision making in the mirror and you have to face that. That's right. And a lot of times that truth is so hard for us that's to swallow. Right. That's we just right. avoid it. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. And that's, that's the right. that's the hard part within the process that like a lot of times we can't even get to the point of like receiving that healthy distraction as an opportunity for something better. That's right. Cause we ain't mm-hmm. we ain't in the place to be able to assess it appropriately and, you know, not judge ourselves for real. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I, I like that. So yeah. So yeah, for so everybody who having a problem with you know uh, moving on after a bad breakup, man, we gotta we got we have to look at things as being opportunity for for us, you know, more so um, than anything than anything negative. And even if the situation doesn't work out, even if the healthy distraction doesn't work out, that's right. It still gives us the opportunity to say, all right, you know, what did I learn in this in this situation, you know? And that's right. And life is to be lived and that's experienced, right. man, not to just be. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Life is way too short to just like stay in places and things like exactly. that, man. You have you have to be able to live. Yep. You know, that's how you get your wisdom and your experience. That's so, right. Willing to learn. That's it. Will be willing to learn. Face yes. your fears, y'all. F- face face <laughs> your fears. So all right. So the next thing, the next one that people, you know, really had a um um a, a response to was like the idea of uh disconnected from your your day ones or just overall just moving on from unhealthy relationships or relationships that you may have outgrown or you know mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I I seen the I seen the responses of those. Both, you know, receptive and some some pushback. More so, I've seen people more so receptive. Like, yeah, the ideas of relationship is to, like, work through the conflict. You know, communicate right. your needs, communicate where you are. But often I did see some people's like, yeah, but if you can just disconnect and move on from the person, was there really depth in that relationship? Did y'all really have something, you know, of, of depth in the, in the first place? Or was it just a facade, That's you know, right. and, you know, as a whole? So what do you say to those... To, to those Critics. Yeah. So, again, I think that we learn how to disengage or disconnect. Like, we learn that all too well. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, thinking of our values and where we place our highest values on relationships, mm-hmm. it's not that we want to disconnect. We need relationships to survive, to right. thrive. Right. But we may need to create boundaries Mm -hmm. or you know we restructure relationships like we all do that and that's what's important but to cut things off permanently again that goes with a process of questioning now let me also be clear about this john this is super important when i'm talking about relationships Mm -hmm. i'm speaking of in general from the assumption that these are what normal or regular or common relationship problems Mm -hmm. Anytime we're talking about unsafe behaviors or safety, abuse and things, that's a different conversation. So I want to be clear when I say that. Yes, yes. When we're talking, so right now in this context, when we're just talking about we outgrew a relationship or this relationship, you know, it was problematic, but it wasn't, it didn't rise to the level of abuse or some kind of unsafe behaviors. 
how you choose to end or walk away from that relationship, whether you restructure it or you put boundaries in place, is okay. Yeah. Because when you see these people again, whether it's on social media platforms or um, you have other like common friends or other relatives, like we're all interrelated and integrated. Yes. <laughs> so there's no getting around, right? You find people who won't go to certain places because the ex might be there or like all of that is like, why? Yeah. It's problematic. So I think the important thing is being able to say what boundaries um, and how you want to restructure these relationships. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we, we're all in a process of growing and yeah. developing. And, and another thing to add on to that is like we've touched on this a little bit as well is that like, you know, first off, I think that the, um, I think a lot of the education around just like how to have healthy relationships and mental health in, in general, especially for us as black folks, is just mm-hmm. now becoming like, you know, a collective, you know, unison of like being receptive to it. Right. That's right. Um, so the idea of boundaries we see those and hear a boundary as being so rigid and being so black and white thinking, you know, how we apply boundaries. Right. A lot of times we think that boundaries have to be communicated to the person that you and you are in relationship with. Hey, um, you and I have this issue, whatever. So I'm going to act in my boundary and put my boundary up with you like this right. and like that. And it's like, no, no that ain't, that that, that's not how you set up boundaries, man. Right. Your boundary is for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't even like, I think a lot of times, man, your boundary isn't even necessarily even to be communicated with the person that you're in a relationship with. You just communicate how you're going to spend your time with that person, and then you just let things right. na- naturally happen. You know what I'm saying? Because I, right. when I could think of relationships that I had for uh, an extended time period, and I knew that, like, all right, this relationship is is changing, and there's some things about it that I do not like. Um, but I still love this person. And like you said, I got to still have a relationship with this person in some capacity because we're connected, you know, whether our families are connected, whether we, you know, we visit the same spot, you know, it's like, it's, I'm going to run into this person again. You feel me? And at the end of the day, like, I still give a damn about the person. I don't want nothing to really happen to him. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if it worse came to worse, I want to still be able to like, you know, help or, you know, ask, you know what I'm saying? Think, things like that. You still want to be able to operate That's right. a- appropriately. That's right. right. When I've assessed my relationships like that, um, a lot of times it's like, you know what? Some of the things that I think that I want to do, like it's not even necessary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I need to just like operate from a place of, you know, what works for me, mm-hmm. and I just deal with it from there. Mm-hmm. Now that's hard. It's that, very that's, hard. That's yeah. very that's very that's hard. Right. The guilt happens in there. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. Your your boundaries get challenged. That's right. You know, people start to you, you your perception. People's perception of you begins to change, <laughs> and they begin to challenge you in that way. Yeah. So you know you got to deal with the resistance yeah. of setting your boundary up. But a lot of times, the, our ideas of how we think we have to set boundaries up is is false, and it's that's in the myth right. space. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I'm I'm 100 yeah. percent in 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 alignment with you on that one, Doctor T, for sure. All right, so this is a question from the from the audience. Um, this is a good, very good question, and it actually goes into the next couple questions. Um, it says my vo- my boyfriend is very resistant to opening up to me emotionally. I believe he wants to, but he doesn't know how, and I personally do not know how to support him. What do I do? 
So my first question would be, so that's one, is that her observation or has there been attempts in terms of there's been communication, there's been some action to try to increase this opportunity? I took it, I took it as her attempts. Um, they've been together for a little bit of time, mm-hmm. a few years. Um, she's a, a verbal person. Yeah. So I took it as she's already attempted a few times and. This has been the result. Okay. <laughs> you know, first of all, that's, that's a, a good very, question. It's that's a, a good great question. question. That's and a good it's, question. it's very common. And yes. I work with a lot of couples where that is the thing. So hold on. Before you even expound to it, okay. break down the differences in the observation or versus you no, know, we've attempted and this is where, where we are. Yeah, because sometimes we, you know, we have our idea or assumption based on what we are observing to be the case. Mm-hmm. And if we don't present an opportunity to actually converse and have a dialogue about it, then we are only left with our assumptions, right? right? right. And so that's being one-sided in a relationship. Mm-hmm. The other person may not know that that's what you are experiencing, and it could be a lack of awareness, and just having a conversation could approve that. So that's why it's important for me to understand, like, are these just your observations, or have there been attempts? I can see that. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And- Again, very common issue that couples present with in couples therapy. And one of the things that I think is very important that I must that I highlight all the time. There's a lot of action that needs to happen that goes beyond communication that be, that goes beyond your observation. So sometimes we we observe it, we might communicate. So we know what the issues are, but there's no movement. Right. So then the question becomes, well, what specific actions mm-hmm. are you taking? Mm-hmm. And here's some of the some examples of what gets recommended. So I think we talked in an earlier segment about relationship rituals. Mm-hmm. Um, again, even using the love languages, like engaging in relational activities where you're learning about each other and you're learning about yourself that promotes the emotional connectivity that leads to more fulfilling intimate moments and intimacy. So what kind of relational activities, conversations, rituals, and things of that nature are happening? And if none, I would encourage them to explore that and, and try to engage in that. Do you see do you see situations where a person is taking the action, taking the necessary after the appropriate action? And the result is still, yes, not being responsive. Yes. And what typically what's the what's the disconnect in those situations? Usually, it's something underlying. Whether it's um, stuff from old relationships, it could be things from childhood, um, it could be any kind of mental health condition. It could be depression. It could be anxiety. It could be traumatic stress. So it could be a number of things. Those kinds of exercises and conversations, the opportunity to have those kind of conversations will allow the person to know what's happening, the partner to understand what's happening, and develop that what? Empathy. That empathy. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, because I mean, listen, I, I always like to think of things, you know, from my own uh, from my own experience first. You know, that's mm-hmm. the experience that I've lived. That's the experience that I know. Um, when I can think of being less open mm-hmm. and um, more resistant to just like being open and being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I think, and like, you know, when I was, when I was um, offered the opportunity to like, to do so, mm-hmm. 
I think the biggest thing that resisted me from being able to do so was, number one, I really didn't know how. You mm-hmm. know, the education really wasn't there. I didn't even know what the first step was to mm-hmm. do that. I didn't know what that looked like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, I think a lot of it just had to do with, yeah, man, I hadn't really, I hadn't really done enough work within myself and looked within my own story and my own history of just all of my baggage or experiences, mm-hmm. how that has impacted me in this relationship. You know, I have I hadn't even been able to ask myself those questions to okay. be able to like, yeah, show up and you know, have an emotional um, connection and, like, offer up some emotional connectivity here in the relationship. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't even – it wasn't – it really wasn't possible. Yep. So I, when I hear a question like this, that's the first thing that I think about is, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a it's probably a good chance dude had probably been through a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably carrying a lot of experiences mm-hmm. um, that he hasn't dealt with, going untreated, mm-hmm. And he don't know the first place to start, and the activities, the actions that you are that we are taking, um, in these relationships, bro. I'm not receptive to that because I ain't, you know, I ain't. <laughs> what you mean? You want me to right. love language quiz, bro? I'm not doing that, bro. Right. I'm not. Right. No, yeah. I don't know nothing. To, I don't know nothing about none of that. Yeah. You know, I, I know that I love you. I know that I'm I'm here and I'm trying. You mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. the rest of it, I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. You know, so yep. that's that's what I hear when I hear that. That's right. You know. That's right. So, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got to do our own work. You know what I'm saying? We have to, you know, be intentional about things like that. And ask the question. The question becomes, where did I learn this from? Mm-hmm. That allows you to kind of explore, like, where did you learn how to be in relationships? And that's ultimately what we need to understand for ourselves. How did I learn how to be in a relationship? Was it based on my parents' relationships, based on, you know, my grandparents, whomever, just people in the community, my friends, peers? How did you learn how to be in a relationship? A very thought-provoking question that's going to take time and reflection, but everybody has to be willing to do that if you want to be in a healthy relationship. And then converse. You have that kind of dialogue with your partner. That's how y'all learn about self and learn about each other. That's going to allow that empathy to manifest. That's going to allow more intimate moments to manifest. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the, yeah, that's the obvious question to ask. Yeah. Um, but I could I could still see people even asking themselves that question and still like, but I turned out okay. You know what I'm saying? Even if I learned it, you know, from my parents or my grandparents or TV or whatever, and it, you know, mm-hmm. they will, some people, a lot of people will settle on, yeah, it may have been messed up. It may didn't work, but I turned out all right. And it's like. <laughs> Say, even saying that is closed-minded. Mm. Because what you should say is, I did learn this, but I'm also willing to continue to learn, mm-hmm. right? And that's what it is. It's an ongoing process of learning. And if we treat it as such, then we're not going to be attacking or we're not going to be judgmental, whether that's with self or with our partners. Mm-hmm. But we get in relationships to learn. Right. That's what it's about. Right. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, I think I, I heard somebody say... Um, and I'm gonna mess. I'm gonna mess it up too. But it was like the purpose of being in relationship mm-hmm. is to change you. It is to evolve you. That's right. It is to challenge you. It is to grow you. It is to break down every concept that you have about yourself, so you to be able to shed those things, be receptive to some other shit, mm-hmm. 
and grow and thrive. That's the, that is the, the fu- fundamental purpose That's of right. relationships. That's right. Period. That's right. Which is why a very challenging or controversial thing that I always say is that's why you don't have to always just say, I can't get in a relationship. I need to work on myself first. <laughs> the ultimate growth happens in connection Ooh, with other people. That's good. that's good. And that's why that is such a problematic statement. When we say, I got to work on myself first, mm. you do understand the potential for growth happens in connection with others. That's so good. Because what it really does, it contradicts the idea of like you can <laughs> working on working on yourself without uh, involving people is impossible. Exactly. <laughs> what are you working on? Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, yeah. So yes, it's both and. It's not either I got to work on myself or I got to work on this relationship. They can both happen at the same time, and in fact, you are in a better position, a better opportunity to learn more about you. When you are in relationships with others. Oh, that's good. I can yes. see. That's a word. That is yes. a word right there. All right. So this this kind of evolves us um into another question. Now, I just compound I combined a couple a couple of questions, you know, based off of what people were saying to me. It, it kind of just made sense to me. So the question or the comment rather is how do you work with couples who have intense so men who have who may have intense mother wounds and women who may, may have intense father wounds. Yeah. Very common. For sure. <laughs> very common issues. And First off, can we can we can we explain what those are? Yeah, so there's a lot of and I use the word trauma because it is traumatic. Um, based on how we process these events, we don't always think of it as trauma mm-hmm. because it's not a near-death experience. It's not right. a natural disaster or a car accident or anything like that. But it is traumatic to the spirit. Yes, It is traumatic emotionally. And so when we are raised in homes where either our parents were absent, our parents were either abusive, our parents were neglectful, um, even you know emotional and verbal abuse, when we don't have those healthy attachments or healthy relationships with either of our parents, it does impact us on what I would call a traumatic level. Whether we know it or not, whether it manifests in early childhood or when you find yourself in a long-term romantic relationship, it yeah. shows up. Yeah. Um, and nobody is exempt from it. Yeah. Um, so... Again, I think it's something that is very common, and I don't know um, if the audience recall, but we talked about sensitivities in one of our earlier segments, mm-hmm. and that's what, again, that's what that is, understanding what are our sensitivities. So if we have mother issues or if we have father issues, whether you know we are um, fear and rejection and abandonment or you know, we're, we're possessive and we're holding on too tight or we're doing things that the other person is like, I can't breathe. I'm overwhelmed in this relationship. Like what's going on? That's, that's what that's from. So anybody who are experiencing situations where they feel like they're being rejected, they feel like they're going to be abandoned. They feel like their partner is always doing something mistrustful or suspicious. 
Um, all of that stuff stems from these relationships, these parent-child relationships. And so we have to be aware of that. You have to be aware of that's again, how did you learn and where did you learn how to be in a relationship? It does stem from our childhood. In the early assessment of couples therapy, I need to hear about your childhood <laughs> because believe it or not, it's going to show, it's up, show up in your relationships. That's so good because when I hear you say that, I go back to what you just said about like, yeah, we it a lot of times we disregard these things because we think that if it's not this like extremely huge external situation that happened, if nobody like got killed in our face, if it wasn't like an obvious physical abuse or like this obvious state of emotional abuse, if somebody wasn't screaming on you or beating on you or you know, they they were just completely not present and weren't there, mm-hmm. then we kind of disregard a lot of the People will say small, but it's just kind of like the subtle, the, right. the subtleties of like how you felt in the moment of when the situation happened, that's and that right. is what is that's what trauma is. It's not about the situation; it that's is about right. how I felt in the moment, that's how right. my body responded that's to right. the how situation. That, yes, that's right. And a lot of yeah, everything goes back to childhood in in, in that regard. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> so what you do in those situations, Dr. T, what do you do when what do you do when you have a situation where one, let's say, let's say the man is, you know, he's he's extremely impacted from his childhood stuff. And mm-hmm. he's just, you know, it's just it's it's obvious, you know, it's there. He's even communicated to you about like, yo, I came up a little messed up, you know, I know I'm off or whatever, but mm-hmm. this is just where I'm at with it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah. and you know, his partner is like, well, that ain't cool, you know what I'm saying? I love him. I'm trying to work with him, but That's right. this is what we left with. Yep. And so he, I would recommend that he is doing his individual work mm-hmm. while we're still continuing in couples. Because what I'm going to do as a couples therapist is deal with how it shows up in a relationship. But he still has his work to do individually, internally, from that trauma and from that history. So, and again, that's what we recommend. Most times... You know, if people disclose that on the front end, the recommendation out the gate is that you have your individual provider as well, because that's the other thing about couples therapy. The sensitivity of those individual things, they come up. Yeah. So when you have been able to avoid it or distract yourself from it, when you sit down in a chair with a partner in front of a couples therapist... It's coming out. And see, and listen, when you even say it's coming up and it's going to show up, it shows up everywhere. It shows up in our direct relationship. It shows up in how we parent. You know, it shows up in how we make decisions amongst our relationship. It shows up, you know, in our friendships. It shows up in how we care for ourselves. That's right. It shows up. Shoot, it show it obviously it shows up in how we in relationship with our parents today. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So that is. Oh, man, that's that's so important. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we have to understand that. And again, if we embrace it and we understand that this history, it impacts us and it impacts us in ways that we haven't been open to understanding or that we don't necessarily recognize, that's where the healing process is going to start. But you have to understand that that is part of the process. Now, remember the comment, John, right? We learn the most about ourselves and we grow um, the most when we are in relationships. So 
feeling safe enough to be vulnerable, to actually talk about that, deal with that, allow yourself to feel it in the presence of another person becomes the challenge. Yeah. Let me I, I give you a round of applause, Dr. T, because you killing. <laughs> you, you killing. You killing right now. You you smoking this. I can't I can't I can't even lie. No, this is listen, that's so good too, because like, you know, um, None of us are exempt from that, you know, especially us as black people, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? We know our history within this country. You know, all of the people who come before, all of our ancestors have dealt with some systemic trauma Mm -hmm. that they were victims of, you know, and we are all carrying that burden. So none of us are exempt from, like, being impacted due to these, you know, these relationship wounds specifically handed to us. You know, by our parents. That's right. Whether it's big, small, subtle, it is overt and obvious. That's right. None of us are exempt from that. Nope. Oof. <laughs> Oof. That's deep. Not at all. Yeah, it that's is. deep. It is. All right, I want to. Ex- okay, let's expound on that real quick before we move on. Um, what are some? Are there any? Subtle examples that people have experienced in their childhood that's showing up. That's not like the obvious ones. That's not like the the physical abuse, the you know, the obvious emotional abuse, the obvious neglect. You know, where a parent wasn't there or a parent didn't show up for them. Mm-hmm. What are some of the subtleties that like a lot of us overlook? You know, that's impacting us and how we showing up in our relationships. Mm-hmm. A major gender roles. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Yeah. Um. And again, not even the traditional gender roles, but what tends to happen is that again, we are we have this idea of what roles we are supposed to play in our relationships. Yes. The world is vastly different um, than it has been. And so you have both partners working outside the home, but you still got a home that needs to be taken care of. So is that leaning on one partner or is that divvied between two uh, partners? I was just working with a couple on Friday (laughs) and, you know, people have this idea of relationships should be 50-50. And so we just kind of say that, I think, superficially, 50-50, 50-50. Well, the gentleman in this relationship was like, listen, I'm 51% and she's 50%. And if she doesn't understand that, then we need to talk about how to dissolve this relationship. Mm. And her follow-up was, I'm going to need an individual session because I can't (laughs) deal with the 51%. Mm. So people understand. And again, that comes from our, our, our childhood and how we've been socialized. Was he, was he, was he referring to financial? He, He, all of it. Right. All of it. So when it comes down to it, so this is what he said. So even if, you know, it can never be 50-50. And I appreciated this point that he made. He said it can never be 50-50 because if we're split, somebody has to break the tie. (laughs) Who's the tiebreaker? That's a good point. Right? It's an excellent point because you're right. If If two people are vastly different on a topic, but a decision needs to be made, who making a decision? Right. So from that perspective... It makes sense that someone has to have a little bit more say so or someone may lead in certain situations. Here's where I think it can be balanced. And so, again, when we want to try to um, balance things through numbers, very Eurocentric, it becomes great. It becomes very rigid. Mm. But the thing is this balance is 
in these situations, I lead. In these situations, my partner leads. Right. Right. Because those situations are very sensitive to who we are as men and women and what our life experiences are. Yes. So it's not about 50-50, 70-30. It's about in what situations is your voice most important or I need you to lead me and vice versa. You know how many people is hearing this right now and like, <laughs> but I'm the man of the house. You can't that's be. that's what they that's what they automatic response is like I'm the man of the house so every final decision is made based off of what I say we can discuss it but it goes based off of my 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 decision that's right and if you are the man of the house which is to be respected and needed mm-hmm. like I don't want to take that away from you mm-hmm. but a man of the house is gonna recognize when it's the woman's word that's gonna be important in that situation that's a fact. Because look, let me let me let me let me be real. You know, again, let me speak from my own um, personal experience. Um, Sierra is very empowering to me to let me know, like, yo, I'm going like, like, bro, I want you to lead. You know, That's naturally, right. I am a leader by nature. That is who I am. That's how I show up. You know, yeah. she is going to encourage and empower me to to make decisions, That's right? right? But let me be clear. <laughs> let me be a hundred percent clear. I am well aware that. There are so many, so many, so many instances that Sierra is much more intelligent, mm-hmm. much more wise, much more experienced. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what I'm saying? She just understands things at a much deeper level than I do. Mm-hmm. So which only means that like me being a leader in that moment would be to delegate, if you will, or just to, you know, check in with her rely about what her. yes, That's rely right. on her to make to make to make the decision and roll. Yes. Yeah, you yes. can make the decision, but take this input because this is important based on my life experiences yes. and who I am in this relationship. Or or sometimes just flat out like uh, you know, be cool with her making the decision. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, we gonna we gonna we gonna roll with that. You know what I'm saying? That's a yes. Yep. That's 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 so that's so deep. <laughs> that that's so deep. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, I got a couple more questions. Okay. Um, but this one is a this one is a, is a comment, right? So I want your I want your response to this comment. It says people cheat because they are either habitually wounded. We're talking about cheating, right? Um, yes, people cheat because they are either habitually wounded. That shit is unresolved, and they master pain with either excitement, intense pleasure or extremist behavior, or their needs are not being met, and they don't know how to or won't communicate what they truly desire. Mm-hmm. What's your response to that? Yeah, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> um, I don't think that that's everybody's situation, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely think that that's a very common thing. Um, one of the things that I've also talked about in previous segments is how that actually stems back to the period of enslavement. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where it comes from. It goes all the way back there. But again, more importantly, it's the emotional trauma that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're dealing with it. Cheating is a symptom of emotional trauma, just like addiction, addictive mm. behavior, you know, domestic violence, like all of that is stuff that we have dealt with and internalized, don't know how to deal with it. And so this is how we're dealing with it as we're trying to be in relationships with others. You know, that's a fact. I, I, I agree with everything that you just said, and I agree with um what the sentiment of this was. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you know, listen, when I was 
way long before Sierra, y'all don't get it twisted. <laughs> but when I was outside and I was young and I was, you know, dealing with women and I would consider myself to be in a relationship with women, but I still was, you know, um, engaging with other women, with multiple women, you know, when I began to like really look at my behavior, when I was really looking at like what I was doing and how I was like moving around with women, man... I had to just keep it real with myself, like, bro, you doing that because, you know, your ego was wounded. Like, you doing that to fill a void somewhere. That's like, you know right. what I'm saying? You doing that because you really scared to sit with yourself. Like, yeah. you scared to, like, you know, be by yourself and ask yourself, why are you entertaining these women and you lying to the girl that you're saying that you supposed to be in a relationship with mm-hmm. and you being honest with them? Like, you know, you have some type of, like idea that that's right and this is wrong like you know what i'm saying you that's right you moving out of a place that's like it's not honest mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good you it know doesn't. that was that was the biggest thing is that like i'm moving this way and you know i'm enjoying enjoying myself but when i'm back at home i'm still alone like i'm mm-hmm. still like you know it still don't feel this ain't really what i want you that's know what i'm saying right. type of thing so yeah, you got to check your check, check your ego a lot of times when it comes to that stuff. And what I need people to understand is it's way more stressful to engage in that kind of behavior. That's a fact. Than to just dive into self, be genuine with who you are, and find a healthy relationship. Yes, yes. That is very, that is very good. Well, listen, the last question, okay. uh, let me find it, but it kind of it kind of tied into um, the cheating aspect. Dang, I cannot find it. Hold on, give me a second. Give me a second. I can't find it, but I'm a I'm a sum sum it up. Okay. So essentially, what it was asking was, all right, I've been in this relationship for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've communicated with my partner about where I stand, what my needs are sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not being met. You know, we're not having the amount of sex that I would like to have. Mm-hmm. Um. And they are not only considering stepping out and having sex with other people, but they already have, you know, so, but they still love their partner. Mm-hmm. They don't want to break up with their partner, but they only want to be with their partner if they're going to have sex. But they in a situation where they just stepped out and they had sex with somebody else mm-hmm. and now they just in some shit. <laughs> <laughs> what they going to do, Dr. Yes. T? What they going to do? Listen. This is what I I want people to understand. Sex is such an important part of relationships. Mm-hmm. And when it's not happening, unfortunately, relationships are at risk of infidelity. Like, that's what happens. Yeah, that's just the facts. It's just the fact. And so sometimes, you know, if the communication is, is not working, um, again... Is there action? Or is this your observation? Are there actions being This taken? sounded like an observation. Yeah. So if it's just an observation, then you didn't give your partner a full opportunity or a fair opportunity to make those changes or to adjust. So you can't just communicate. There must be action as well. What kind of engagement? What kind of foreplay? What kind of... Activity. What are you doing to facilitate it? Because it's one thing if you're not doing anything to facilitate it, but or you are facilitating it, and the partner is flat out saying, "No, I'm not interested." Like the, these are two different conversations. So, at what point are you putting in the real work, or are you just like, "Well, you know what? This gives me an excuse to go on out here and right. do this." 
Relationships right. are hard work mm-hmm. and they challenge us, mm-hmm. right? So if you're not willing to be 100% committed to that, you will find yourself engaging in outside relationships every time. The excuses are always going to be there. The justification is always going to be there because we are in relationships. We're human. Stuff right. is going to happen. Right, right, right. But if you are functioning off of, you know, that ego and whatever your past, you know, sensitivities, whatever that is, yes, you'll find yourself strained. Or if you're committed and saying, you know what, regardless, I need to make this work with my partner, you're going to make that work with your partner. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, then I would recommend that you close the door on that relationship versus cheating. Because once you start that process, Ooh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah, ain't no going back. Yeah, no, it's not. It's that's a that's a that's a hard place to come back from. Yeah, once you open that door, yeah. you open it up to so much more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a word. Listen, let's give it up for both of us. I feel like yes. we smoked that today. Good job to us. Listen, man, another episode of For the Lovers, man. This is the wonderful Dr. Tania Lodge, man. Y'all can make sure that y'all catch her and check in with her. Dr. T, give them your um your information so they know how to find you and all that good stuff if they want to reach out to you. Absolutely. Always send me an email at info at kindredspiritbh.org. You can also check out the website at www.kindredspiritbh.org. We would love to hear from you. I appreciate the time, Mr. Morgan. Thanks for the always, conversation. Always, always love. Listen, man, another episode, man. This is wonderful. Y'all make sure y'all keep checking in with us, man. Subscribe to this this uh, episode for the full video on the Patreon link, man. You cannot get this video nowhere else. The audio is always available, but the, the video is only available on Patreon. Dr. Tania, thank you so much again. It's been wonderful, y'all. Thank y'all. Peace. Peace.